Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast, brought to you by Blue Pineapple Travel and ITO Coaching and Performance. Happy days are here again. The federal government shutdown is over, and that means that national parks are open once again. If, like me, you have a national park where you do a whole lot of running or a whole lot of training, hopefully you're able to get out there this weekend and do that training. They're kind of opening gradually over the course of the next little while here after having been closed for a month here. But uh, Kennesaw Mountain National Battlefield Park, which you've heard us refer to on the podcast a few times, is close to where I live, and I've done a lot of running there over the course of the past 25 years, but of course I stayed out of the park over the course of the last month since the government was closed and there was no one there to maintain the park. Um, Got there this morning, was able to do a two-hour run, and uh, enjoyed being there. Could see some indications that the park had been a little bit neglected over the course of the past month, as you would expect, Um, but, um, but... I'm excited that that we can start going back out there again, and more importantly, that the park is going to uh, get the attention and the love that it needs from park staff since the government is no longer shut down. I also run a lot over at the National Recreation Area, the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, which is also administered by the National Park Service through the Department of Interior and was also closed over the course of the past month, and so I look forward to getting over there sometime over the course of the next short while, too. Two quick things. If you've been listening to the podcast lately, you know what these two quick things are going to be. The first one, is to solicit volunteers for the uh, new type of podcast or the new segment that we're going to be doing this year. Um, We have a volunteer for Boston, we have a volunteer for Kona, we have a volunteer for the Berlin Marathon, and we have a volunteer for Ironman Chattanooga. Um, These are all people that we'll talk to prior to the race, and we'll talk about their goals and their expectations and what they've done to train and their background and all that sort of thing. And then we'll talk to them after the race to see how the race actually went for them, whether they met their goals, whether it lived up to their expectations, etc. And then we'll combine those into one podcast and play them all together. And so if you be willing to volunteer to to be on our podcast and talk to us about some of your target events, uh, both before and after them, uh, we would appreciate that. Reach out to us at george at itlcoaching.com or patrick at itlcoaching.com or pleasantpodcast at gmail.com and let us know whether you can take part with us. Likewise, uh, I wanted to announce the event on February 21st that I announced last week, but kept saying last week that it was February 23rd. It's February 21st um, with Blue Pineapple Travel and Trek Travel at Beyond Chiropractic here in Merida, Georgia at 6 o'clock. I should have also said last week that it's going to be streamed on Facebook, and so even if you don't live in Marietta or even live in the Atlanta area, uh, you can watch it on Facebook, and you can book a trip through Trek Travel, a cycling vacation around the world with Trek Travel uh, through Blue Pineapple Travel and get a special discount. Um, and so do check that out on the Blue Pineapple Travel page, uh, facebook.com slash travel. Um, Of course, you can drop me a line or drop Patrick a line or drop a podcast, drop the podcast a line, uh, and we can give you the uh, the details on that. Speaking of Blue Pineapple Travel, I did want to add one quick thing here at the outset before the podcast began. Uh, I made an offhand comment during this podcast episode that my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, and in fact, she's our most devoted listener. And this podcast wouldn't even exist had she not encouraged me to start it three years ago. So uh, I apologize to her for that offensive comment. I'm very sorry. We have for you today a special interview with an old friend of mine named Aaron Weddy, who recently completed the Dopey Challenge down in Disney World uh, and had some interesting things to say about the challenge itself, uh, some of the difficulties she faced along the way, and how she decided to do this particular challenge. So I'm excited to share that with you. Let's get on with the show.
everybody. Welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by Blue Pineapple Travel and ITL Coaching and Performance. This is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have the distinct pleasure of inviting onto the podcast today an old friend of mine, uh, Aaron Weddy. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, George. I'm glad excited to here. be here. So I'm glad you're here. You know, on Friday, just a couple days ago, uh, I got on Facebook a message from you that said that we are celebrating our 12-year anniversary as Facebook friends. I feel like we've been friends for longer than well, that. But you know what's funny? I was thinking about it, and I was like, a lot of times you have these childhood friends, and they say, oh, well, we've been friends long. I don't know that we have. You think it's just been 12? I'm trying to remember. Well, because you, you're, you're, you're friends with my wife. Right. You've been friends with her for such a long time. Right. And then I only came on the scene when I met my wife. And True. So, you know, so, <laughs> so, but anyway, but I've known you for a long time. More than a decade. So more than a decade, yes. Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, you're here not only because you're an interesting person, I want to hear about your, your running career, but because you just finished the Dopey Challenge. I did. In Walt Disney World. Very good. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It was a great time. Very good. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you probably do, Dopey Challenge, kind of recap it for us. What is it? So it is at Walt Disney World on their race weekend in January. It's four races. So you do the 5K on Thursday, the 10K on Friday, the half on Saturday, and then the full on Sunday. So it's 48.6 miles collectively. Right on. And you get medals for... A lot. Every one of those. A lot and more. (laughs) You you get them for all four races, but you also get... Uh, what they call the Goofy Challenge, which is if you run the half and the full, it's its own challenge. So you do that anyways. And then if you tack on the 5K and 10K, it's the Dopey Challenge. So you end up with six medals and six shirts. I didn't realize you got a Goofy Challenge. You do. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you don't technically sign up for that, but you have to do it to complete the Dopey. So they count it and you get it anyways. Do people actually... Okay, so... Do people actually still do the Goofy Challenge since the Dopey Challenge is out there? There's a lot of people who do, and I was a little surprised, but I was on some forums for Dopey because this is my first time doing it, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. really sure what to expect. And Mm -hmm. I think the people who tend to do the Goofy Challenge are people who either couldn't afford, honestly, to do the Dopey because it is very expensive or for travel reasons. Yeah, and you have to go down early. You couldn't take that much time off of work or get there early enough. But I think most people, if you can run a half and a full, you can tack on the 10 and the 5 Ks. right. So, because it is, like you said, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you have to be there Wednesday because you have to be there for the expo. You can't do the numbers the morning of. So, it's really Wednesday through Sunday without travel time. Yeah, because, (laughs) I mean, and the races themselves, I mean, it's tens of thousands of people, right? Yes. No, not not tens of thousands of people doing the Dopey Challenge, but... But But each individual race. So, people who sign up for the full alone, you'll have Mm -hmm. over 10,000 runners who are doing just the full. Right. Plus, you add in your challengers, too. And it's, it's a lot of people... Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so I, I, I'm kind of interested in the challenge besides just, uh, and one thing I'm, I've always been kind of interested with the Dobie Challenge is besides just the, the running, because I mean, obviously what you said 48.6 if you add it all together. That's it. I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a lot to run over the course of four days. Um, but you have to get up super early every single one of those days and you have to navigate yeah. all those crowds all those days and all that sort of thing. You do. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Someone told me that the challenge of Dopey is not the miles. It is the waking up early four days in a row mm-hmm. and then adding on the park days if you're there with your family like I was mm-hmm. and navigating through um, the race crowds. And I absolutely think that's true. I yeah. The miles, if you're trained for it properly, it's fun. It's a challenge. But you're ready for that. It's the waking up at 3 a.m. Right. <laughs> four days in a row. Yeah, because they start 
they start at like five 5.30, yeah. something like that? Wave A starts at 5.30 for each of the races. And so you have to be there early enough that you are in your corral with plenty of time. And Disney wants you to get there on their transportation okay. with plenty of time. Yeah. So um, they recommend that you are on a bus no later than, I think, 3.30? And I like to sleep till the last minute, so I waited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I woke up at 3. <laughs> Got on the bus at 3.30, and you're to the race site usually by about 4. Mm-hmm. And then you have an hour, um, hour and a half to kind of hang out. You have characters you can take pictures with. Right, right. Um, they have, you know, race merchandise if you wanted to buy something. I don't know why people buy stuff before the race, but maybe, you know, On afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know, maybe it's freezing cold and you want to buy okay. a long sleeve something, which, yeah. you know, on a few of the days it was. Um, the different people who are there for charities, they have tents where you can go mm-hmm. hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's really, it's the early wake-up call. I think that is the, right, the right, hardest part of it. Right. And so so, af- so after you ran the, the 10K and the half marathon, the marathon, did you then go into the park those days? or So... Um, like what was your what was yeah, your between less, race protocol? Like lessons learned on those. Um, I did go with my family. If you just heard some weird noises, that would be my four-year-old who decided to make a guest appearance. Um, so I was there with my husband, my four-year-old son, and my seven-year-old son. And because you can't go to Disney with two little kids and not do the parks, of course not. We did three park days. So um, on Wednesday we did the expo. We didn't do a park day that day because mm-hmm. it's time-consuming to get in and out of the expo. Um, but after the 5k, we did a full day at magic kingdom. Mm -hmm. After the 10k, we did a full day at animal kingdom. After the half, we did a day at magic kingdom. And then the full, I said, is a pool day. We're not going anywhere. Um, now when you say a full day, what are you, you're talking about riding the rides. Yeah. So that's where I, turkey legs. Exactly. Oh, Mickey pretzels, Dole whips. You got to do it all. (laughs) So you get up at 3am. You go run your race, you get back to your room, and by the time you're back at your room, even with the crowds, for the shorter races, it's 8.30 in the morning. Right. I know, I mean, it, it sounds kid, like it should be earlier, yeah. but with all the crowds, it really sometimes is there. But it's 8.30 yeah. in the morning, your kids have just woken up, everyone's wanting to get breakfast, and so yeah. everyone else's day is just starting, even right. though you've been up already for five hours and right. ran a race. Right. Um, so we would go to the parks, and my cutoff was 6.37. I said, okay. we have to leave by 6.37 p.m. Right we'll get an early, early dinner. And then I want to be in the room no later than 8. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everywhere at Disney takes a long time to get anywhere. So even if you leave mm-hmm. the parks at 7, you really may not get back to your room until 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we did. Honestly, the, um, the park days after the 5K and the 10K were fine. I think the races were short enough. I still had enough energy. The kids were excited that it was fine. Mm-hmm. Doing a full park day after the half was not a good idea. Okay. And in retrospect, I should have known that was not a good idea, but I thought to myself, well, we're down here and the kids want to go to the parks and we're going to make it happen. And and, and you like Disney too. We're going to yes. talk more about that in just a minute. <laughs> I do. I do. And I was like, we can power through. I'll just, you know, get an extra coffee somewhere and I'll be fine. Um, and it really was, I mean, you could tell... Um, I was pretty grumpy by about 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't probably on my best behavior with the kids. Mm-hmm. And my feet were aching. And I kept thinking, I'm supposed to run a full marathon in the morning. Right. This is not necessarily, probably not the best idea. Right, right. But we did it. We did it. And, right you know, on. we made it through. Right on, right <laughs> on. I mean, I... I I think that uh, you, when you go to Disney World, and we've been a whole lot of times uh, over the course of the past four years, um, when you go to Disney World, by the end of the week, 
you see kids that are just like wiped out and parents yes. that are too. They're just so tired just from the park days themselves. Yes. And so if you add in those races, it's not, not even necessarily the amount of running like you're saying, but, but just those three thirty wake ups. And it's yeah. not like you get to come back and take a nap. I mean, oh no, there were no naps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you come back and everybody's ready to roll. And so, right. so you're going out and having character breakfast and all that sort of thing. So, so yeah. Um, so the marathon then. So so you got up at 3.30 in the morning and went to the marathon. Yeah. Did they put you in the A corral as a, as a dopey person? No, it doesn't. As a dopey person. As yeah. A dopey I know challenger. what you mean. You can call me a dopey person. It's okay. Uh, no, you don't. So it's still based on your qualifying time. And okay. so you have to submit a proof of time. If you don't submit a proof of time, I think the last two corrals are untimed okay. um, runners. And so if you don't submit one, you can still run it, but you'll be put in the very back. Mm-hmm. Um Dopey runners can be anywhere along the whole range of, mm-hmm. of corrals. And so um, I will say it's easier, certainly, with the Disney races to get in the higher corrals because a lot of people who do Disney are not um, necessarily running the whole thing. There are a fair amount of walkers, right. even who do the Dopey Challenge. Right. Um, you have to maintain a 16-minute mile, which mm-hmm. is pretty doable. Mm-hmm. And so you have dopey runners from A all the way, I think it went as far as maybe H this year. Um, So if you were a dopey runner and you actually submitted a qualifying time for the shorter races, you'll probably be in A or B. Okay. Um, I was. Okay. And I am not the fastest runner. Not the slowest, but I'm not the fastest (laughs) either. Uh, For the half, I was in C. Mm -hmm. And I was also in C for the full. Mm -hmm. So... um, for anyone who cares, I think I submitted a time that was like a 9.30-ish minute mile, and that mm-hmm. got me in C. Okay. So, I mean, you kind of, again, can imagine there's quite a bit of a range at Disney. But, yeah, dopey runners are throughout the whole thing. So okay. you don't get to be up front just because you're dopey. You have a special number, though, right? You have a special bib <coughs> and number, yeah. So your number is a different range than everyone else, and you have a different bib that makes you stand out so people can see. It has a, a picture of Dopey on it, and it's a different color. <laughs> it says Dopey Runner on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, basically. <laughs> so everyone knows which one's crazy. But it is yeah, interesting because right at on. the start of each race, they'll always say, you know, anyone, is it your first, you know, 5K? And then you hear some people yell, and then who out here is a Dopey Runner? And it's amazing how many people are there are yeah. a Dopey Runner. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. it's a lot more people participated in it than I expected. Right, right. Well, so, so that actually... It kind of segues into to the, the next question I had, but I want to background the question a little bit. So this was not your first marathon. There's um, somebody that I know, a, a podcast listener, as a matter of fact, who actually ran his first marathon as part of the Dopey Challenge. That's awesome. Uh, but um, but uh, but this was not your first marathon. Not. So, so you did Chicago and you've done... Did. And Disney. And Disney. Last year. Okay. Okay. And so, so Di- and Disney was your first one. Disney was my first marathon okay. right out a year ago. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so, so you did Disney one year and then you said the very next year, okay, 26.2 miles was no big deal. So now I want to do 26.2 miles coming on the tail end of a 5K, a 10K and, and a 13.1 and three park days. Yeah. When you say it that way, it doesn't sound like no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of dopey, right? Yeah. It's a little overwhelming when you think about it that way. <laughs> uh, but, but so, so, so given that. What 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 made you what made you want to do this? Well, I think a few things. So I think you know you mentioned it before, but we're a big Disney family. Our mm-hmm. family loves going to Disney World. We go more than a lot of people do, maybe more than we should, but we say, really you were love going to it. Disney before you had kids too, though, right? We were, so yeah. we were. So I've been a big Disney fan even since I was little. And my husband and I, yes, we're those people who would go to Disney without children and still have <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, 
So I think, um, and I don't know if you know this or not, George, my very first half marathon was the Disney half marathon that we went to the weekend with you and Mm -hmm. Casey back in 2011. Mm -hmm. And that kind of started my love of long distance running. That was my very first kind of venture into a half marathon. And so it's kind of progressed over the years. And Mm -hmm. um, when I decided to do a full marathon, I thought, well, you know, bring it full circle. I want it to be a Disney one because my first half was at Disney. I'll do my first full at Disney. I like flat Mm -hmm. Because running in Atlanta is not flat, so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to switch it up and do really flat long runs. Um, So we went last year and ran, my husband and I ran the Disney Marathon as our very first marathon, Mm -hmm. um, and it was a lot of fun, and we saw all these people who were doing the dopey. Right. And I thought, oh, that that sounds like a lot of fun. What do you think about that? Um, And I think both of us first thought, I don't know that we want to do another marathon. That was really exhausting. Mm -hmm. But the other side of me, the... um, perhaps competitive Disney nerd side of me says, yes, but there's a challenge out there and it's Disney related and I haven't done it. Yeah. Um, I definitely have a Disney bucket list of things that I want to do at Disney World. There's still, believe it or not, are things I haven't done at Disney World. You might like take rides and stuff like that. I mean, All kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, special, you know, restaurants that we've never visited or special right. events, special events that they hold like at the holidays that we've never done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of, okay, it marries up the running with the yeah. love of Disney and it's something I've never done. Right. Wouldn't that be fun? And I kind of was toying with the idea and I was like, I don't know. We'll think about it. Um, and then I found out I got into the Chicago marathon right. Right. and that's in October. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, okay, I don't know if long distance marathon running is going to work out long term. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, but if I'm already training for Chicago mm-hmm. and I'll have all of that training under me, and I can use Chicago as kind of part of the continuation to then go into dopey training, mm-hmm. this might be the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, my life and my job and having the time, maybe if I just kind of bridge it, mm-hmm. so I just go straight from Chicago continuing for dopey, why not? If mm-hmm. I'm going to do this and I want to do this, it's on my bucket list, mm-hmm. maybe now's the time because I don't know what next year or the year after yeah. I might have time to do it or not. So I my, my sister has said something like that. So, yeah. so my, my sister and I ran the Philadelphia Marathon together. I know. Um, I saw that. That's and, awesome. Uh, you no, know, it was super cool. It was great. Um, and uh, I've already talked at length on the podcast about that. But but she has said um, that on a couple of occasions, she's like, I want to go ahead and, and do these while I still can. Yeah. Like like she very much thinks that, that she needs to, to keep signing up and keep on doing them right now because she feels as if she's in a moment where she can. Right. And I don't know if she thinks that she's going to get too old or, or if maybe her kids are going to get too old or, or too demanding or, or what. Um, but one way or another, she just kind of feels like she's she's in this sweet spot in her life right now where she can do a bunch of them. Um, and so it sounds like kind of... Similar. Very much relate to that. Yeah. I mean, whether yeah. it be just physically you're capable of doing it, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, stage of life with your children and your job, you're able to do it. Right. Um, I'm very fortunate that I have the time to train for something like this yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I will. Right. Two years, five years, 10 years right. from now. I hope that I will. I hope mm-hmm. to be able to continue this, but I don't know that I will. And since I knew yeah. I would with Chicago, I figured it just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I suggested it to you, you told me I wasn't totally crazy for doing it. So I was like, if George thinks it's okay, then I'm going to go for it. Right on. Well, I mean, not totally crazy. No, <laughs> not maybe, maybe a little crazy, but not totally. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, so circling back then, um, to, you said that there's these different challenges or different things you want to do at Disney. Yeah. I really kind of actually like that. It's, it's, it's almost sort of poetic that, that you're like, oh, well, I'm a runner. 
I'm a Disney fan, and there's this running thing. It it all, I almost like picture you having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. And 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 they're like, oh, you're a runner. Oh, and you like Disney. Have you done the Dobie Challenge? Exactly. And, and you'd be like, no. Exactly. It's just sad. It's like, how have you not done it? Wait, you've right. run all the races at Disney, and you love right. to run. You got to do the challenge right, at some right, point. Right. It just seems yeah. natural. No, I totally. I mean, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, when I had uh, Casey, my wife, on here a couple years ago, talking about the the genesis of the Disney races, mm-hmm. she uh, you know two or three years ago, she was she was on the podcast and she was talking about when they first started doing the Disney marathon back in the day, and she said one of the things that that. Um, one of the allures of it for people who are really into uh, Disney mm-hmm. is the is the medals, and so yes. it's like because you know when you go to Disney you have you, you can collect pens and you can you know they have the wilderness explorers and they have like all these different sort of um, uh, collectibles collectibles yeah, yeah. And, and it's almost like the the medals are sort of a collectible too did, did that drive you I don't know that the medals specifically drew me as much as the experience or being able okay. to say I did it. I'm, yeah. I definitely love Disney and I have way too much Disney stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily collect a lot of the things. Okay. I will tell you the medals are beautiful and yeah. they're enormous and they're heavy. I mean, they're like yeah. small dinner plates, <laughs> but they take so much detail in them and you know they add these little touches to them that do make them just honestly beautiful. They're some of the most beautiful race medals I've seen of any race I've done. Um, But yeah, I think for me, it's more about just saying that I've done it, Mm -hmm. I think, and and having completed it and knowing that I was able to. Um, The other thing too, just uh, for anyone who is a big Disney fan and is looking for something unique, I think uh, one of the things that actually drives me more, maybe even than the medals, are the unique character experiences. when you're running through the races and all four of the races, they have characters along the way right. and you can stop and take pictures. That was actually my next question. Yeah. But I think what makes the races unique is yes, you do some of the classic characters, but you see a number of characters that you'll never see in the parks. They only mm. bring them out for special events or you'll see the regular characters in like cost, like themselves in costumes. So you see, like I saw mm. Goofy in a Scottish regalia and kilt, mm-hmm. which I mean, when are you going to see Goofy in a kilt? It's, that doesn't happen. You don't see that in the parks. Right. And so it's. I think for me, it's those little moments of yeah. kind of these cool Disney interactions that you wouldn't ever yeah. get in the parks because they don't do them. It's almost like you're collecting character experiences. Yeah. yeah. I think probably for me, that actually is more interesting than the medals themselves. For but. sure. Yeah, that's very cool. I remember when I, um, so that race that you mentioned back in 2011, mm-hmm. uh, the half marathon, I remember I, I, we were running along and my goal was actually to to try and finish when it was still dark. That was my goal. Really? Um, and uh, you know, it's it's February or it's January, and it's you know, it starts at five fifty in the morning. So so I was like, all right, if I run about the time that I want to run, mm-hmm. it'll still be dark when I finish. That was my goal. And I remember when I was at maybe mile twelve, I ran past some elf. Um, and I don't, you would probably know what elf it was, but, but I, I don't know who it was. And he looked at me, he goes, he goes, hurry human, the sun is coming up. And I was like, okay. Really? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, it was kind of perfect actually, because it's almost as if this elf knew my goal. Um, but so likewise, I remember what, so when my wife ran the Disney marathon back in 2009, I think it was, um, maybe 2010, um, she, uh, said that like when she ran through the castle, yeah. The 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 evil stepmother yeah. was like trash talking the runners. Oh um, yeah, she was, like, she was like in character as evil stepmother is being, yeah. being like, but like you're never gonna get the finish like that way, right? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Did did you see some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, some of the characters talk, some of them don't, but mm-hmm. the ones that do talk absolutely are interacting with the runners. I think um, my favorites for interaction are actually the army men from Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> so there is 
Is that a- how they got you the starting line? <laughs> I wish. That would be cool. That, well, that's what they did during that half marathon. Is did the, they? The, the green army men showed up and they started really over the starting line. No, yes. they didn't do that. So with, okay. where they have them now on the race, um, if you run Disney races, they're very flat. There's mm-hmm. a hill, mm-hmm. one hill. Right. And it's coming around. You're coming basically on a ramp getting onto the highway. Okay. So you're making kind of a clover leaf up. Yeah. And they always put the army men now on that hill or at least for the last few races i've seen and so they're yelling at you you know you can make it up the hill soldier <laughs> and so they'll they'll give you you know if you can't do this drop and give me 20 and you'll mm. see some of the runners actually play with them and like drop down and try to give a push-up which you know at mile 20 whatever yeah, there's no. no chance that i'm going down on the ground yeah, no, get back up again. <laughs> exactly but i for me i thought that was a really fun interaction to have mm. them kind of egging people on to get up the one the one hill right <laughs> I, I know that hill so yeah. yeah now that you mention it so yeah uh, very good. Very good. Um, and so just in terms of like a straight up marathon, mm-hmm. um, how would, so, so this is now your third marathon yeah. and, and you did Chicago, which is did. a, a well-respected and well-loved marathon. I know the race didn't go well for you. Um, but you and I have talked about kind of separating out your own race experience from the race itself. Oh yeah. The race is amazing. Yeah. And so, so kind of how, how would you compare, I guess, how would you compare not only the Disney world marathon to the Chicago marathon, but also yeah. like the dopey challenge to the plain old Disney World Marathon and then to the Chicago Marathon. Like, yeah. I mean, how would you compare those? Oh, they're so different. Yeah. Even though they're both marathons, are yeah. so different. So Chicago, I think for me, even though the race personally did not go well, was possibly the best crowd support I've ever seen mm-hmm. in any race. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. When I raced it, it was raining mm-hmm. for probably at least a third of the course, mm-hmm. like decent rain there were still people out mm-hmm. and to see that there was that much support along the way was just incredible. Um, there was energy, there was music, there were things to look at. Uh, I never felt bored in mm-hmm. Chicago. Right. I was always at least like looking around and engaged and interested. Disney's very different. Yeah. It it, is. It's so I think that's important if people are considering this to just be aware of mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, Disney's magical, and yes, you run through the parks, but the parks themselves are a very, very small chunk of that marathon. Right. You're running on highways mm-hmm. for almost all of it. Yeah. Highways with no one cheering, mm-hmm. no real music. There are portions where they'll bring out, you know, a high school band, but you know, you'll <coughs> run, you'll run by that high school band in about thirty seconds, and right. then you're running with just other runners on a blank highway for the next 10 minutes before you see the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good job of adding characters pretty frequently, adding, you know, local bands, but it's still long stretches where there's just nothing but highway. Right. Um, and psychologically, I think that's tough if you're not prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chicago had such high energy the whole time. I never once thought, wow, I'm still on a highway. Why? Are you, right. Where are we going? Right. Um, so I think that's a huge difference between the races. Mm-hmm. Um, similar courses in the sense that they're both very flat. Yeah. I mean, neither really have any true hills. Um, but I enjoy them for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, I, I love getting to run through the parks for the short part you do for Disney. And I love the character interactions. Um, both races are incredibly well supported from a aid perspective. Okay. So aid stations, you know, at both tons of water, Powerade, Gatorade, medic stations. That's good. Um, yeah. I just, with both, I have run some races before that were not well supported and you get somewhere and they're out of water. And that is mm-hmm. the worst feeling ever of, you've got to be kidding me. How can you not have water? Right. 
but it's happened. Right. Nothing like that will ever happen, I think, at either of those races. They're mm-hmm. both so well organized, so big. Um, the volunteers are just incredible mm-hmm. at both. Um, try to think of what else. What's the feel? Yeah. That, like, is, is there a different feel between the two of them? I mean, because yeah. people, did you dress up? For the Disney races? Yeah. I did not dress up for Chicago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Disney races, so a lot of people dress in right. costume. That's a really good point. Um, some people in full-blown costumes, which yeah, I don't know right, how right. they run in those. Right. I had loosely themed costumes, so, right. you know, like a color scheme or like a Disney-themed right. shirt or skirt, but not not full-blown costume. But you'll okay. see tons of people that do. I think if you are, um, not to suggest that anyone is not, you know, so serious of a runner, but if, you, if you're aiming for a really good time and you want to, not good time like having fun, but a, a fast time if you're aiming for a fast time and you want to be surrounded by people who are likely running most of it chicago is the better race for that disney is wonderful but a lot of people whether it be because they're there for character interactions that they're going to stop a lot or like me yeah i stopped a lot um to take pictures with characters or just kind of enjoy the experience Mm -hmm. um or it's you're in a full-blown costume and you just can't run that fast if you're in a full-blown costume or um you're walking there's a lot of walkers at disney and Mm -hmm. so i think it is very challenging to run disney fast if you're not in the a corral if you're in the a corral you're at the very front you're probably fine but other than that (coughs) it's very challenging in disney because of the size crowd to run at a faster pace. Yeah. So it's kind of, what are you hoping to get out of the experience? Right, and right. I think if you go in with the mindset at Disney that I'm here to have fun, this is not going to be a PR for me. This is going to be an enjoyable experience and I'm going to soak it all in. Mm-hmm. And if that's the mindset you have, then you're going to have a great time. If you want to PR on it, I'm sure, you know, lots of people do, but they likely are probably towards the front (laughs) and maybe are, you know, around more people running it. And really... And they're probably not having the same experience you are. No, no, no. I mean, you can't can't stop for characters. I mean, some of the character lines could be, you know, one minute and they could be 20 minutes. Did you wait in any long lines for characters? Only a few. So most of the character lines I stopped at were, I'd say, you know, two or three minutes tops. Mm -hmm. It moved very quickly. And they have a professional photographer there, so they can either use your phone and take it for you or they can take it on the Disney pictures and then you get them afterwards. Um, But there were a few characters where I was willing to wait longer on the 10 K. I'm a child of the eighties. Disney afternoon was a big deal for me. So rescue Rangers was like where it was at when I was younger (laughs) and they had Chippendale in their rescue Ranger outfit. Nice. Um, And I was not the only one who thought that was really cool. And it was a 20 minute wait. So in the middle of the 10 K. Yeah. So it was like, Three miles in, you stop for 20 minutes, you take your picture. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, at that time, enough of the corrals had started that I was just, I couldn't run. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't run. I was just, it was so densely packed with people who were not at the pace that I would like to have run that I just, yeah, you just kind of say, okay, well, I got the cool picture I wanted, but now I just got to settle in and we're going to go with, we're at the pace that we're going and just enjoy it. Go go the pace that this group now is is going. Exactly. Right. So... So you didn't know it was going to be Rescue Rangers. So did you make the on-the-spot decision? You're like, running along, you're like Rescue Rangers, got to have the photo. Yeah. So um, you have no clue who's going to be on it. Right. And they don't tell you ahead of time. And people who you see, George, may be different than people who I see because they rotate them through. So right. people in wave A may not see the same people that wave C sees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told myself, because the other thing with Dopey 2 is you can't 
run them full. Well, I shouldn't say that. Most people, like myself, can't run all four races full out. No, nobody can. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a superhuman out there who can. No, but no you can't. You, it's, they it's, can't run them all it's, full it's, out. It's, it's literally impossible. So yeah. I told myself that one of the ways I would keep myself from running too fast is I would find at least one character on every race of the four that I was willing, no matter the weight, I'm going to get a picture with that character. Yeah. And so for each of the four races, that's what I did. And then the 10K, I had passed one or two characters that I was like, eh, I don't feel like waiting in a line for that person. That person I right. don't have any interest in or excitement about. Right. And then I got to Rescue Rangers and I thought, okay, well, for me, that's pretty exciting. And Clearly so... for a bunch of other people who yeah, waited 20 No minutes. joke! It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But... um. But it was fun. But that was the one I was like, okay, I'm stopping with this one. I, the previous See, ones I wasn't going to stop for. That, so that, that's actually clever. Um, I mean, and I think it's actually a really good strategy to say, say, okay, I'm in order to force myself to be smart, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it, use a trick. Um, you know, I, I've I've talked before on the podcast, and um, I think I might have told you this before that I'll often high five people in the in the opening stages of a marathon. Yeah. In order to kind of keep out of my own head. Yes. Um, and stuff like that. And I, and and I found in like Philadelphia, my most recent marathon, I was talking and joking and like hyping up the crowd a whole bunch and everything. Oh, that's in awesome. The first half of the marathon, but it was all just it was all for the same reason you're talking about. Like if I tried to focus in too too tightly, I was gonna start worrying about my time or running too hard or right. or or just using mental energy that I wanted to save for later on. Exactly. You know? um, in New York City, I, I made a point to high five every kid that asked me for a high five. I like love that. And, and and I think the, the last one I remember high fiving was around the 20 mile mark just before we went into the Bronx. Um, but but. Um, there, my, my, my Strava profile picture is me high-fiving a New York City police officer during the New York City. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just cause, but, but, but I think it's, you're, you're basically saying you did kind of the same thing that you said, all right, the way that I'm going to force myself to not take this so seriously is to take a picture during every race right. and just know it might be a 20 minute wait. Yeah. Or it could be, I mean, in the 5k, I think I waited five minutes. I yeah. mean, it depends on who it is, but at each time I thought, okay, is this a character that I want that to be the one that I don't care how right. long the wait is. Right. And you just, you decide, but right, yeah, right. I th- it worked well for me and right. I felt good. I mean, that was the amazing thing is with all right. of this, everyone's like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, are you able to walk today? I'm like, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And I was okay afterwards. And yeah, yeah it, so I it think that So it was Rescue Rangers during the, during the 10K. It Who was. was it during the 5K? It was, it was Scottish Goofy. So my background okay. is Scottish and I okay. thought if my dad saw that I ran past a Scottish Goofy and didn't stop for a picture, he'd be very disappointed. Aaron McPhail, so, Weddy. That's right. McPhail for... is my maiden name. Right, so right. we had to stop for the Scottish right, picture. Very good. And then who was it during the half marathon? So um, I, we haven't mentioned this yet, but my husband actually wrote, ran the half with oh, me. Okay, cool. So we stuck together the whole time and kind of same thing. Um, we like Up. Up is a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And they had a character interaction with three characters from Up. So you got to take a picture with Russell, Doug, and um, I'm blanking on the Carl, Carl, the the older man. Okay. So they had all three, and we thought, oh, you get three of one. So that go. was the one where we said, okay, well, we'll stop and take so a picture. So technically, only waited for you know like one minute per person. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then during the marathon, what was it? I stopped ten times in the marathon. <laughs> so you get to the marathon, and I, I mean, so a few, <laughs> not not one character. There were ten, um, and I was keeping track. But I think you know by the marathon, I'll be honest, I was tired. Yeah, of course. You I were. was tired. My feet were sore, and I was looking for opportunities to stop. Yeah. Um, and because the marathon is long. Mm-hmm. They add far more characters in it. So like in the you know five or ten k, there may only be four or five characters on the whole course. Right. 
there were probably, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but 30 or 40 characters across the marathon. Right. And there are people I know, like their goal is I'm going to stop at every character. Like for them, kind of the collector's thing, right? They want a picture of every character on the race. And there are people who do that and they don't care about their time because that's not why they're there. Um, But for me, it was, I'm going to stop when it's a character that looks like fun or it's a fun interaction or I just need a break. And yeah, I stopped 10 times on the marathon. So you don't have to tell us all 10. Who was your favorite one that you stopped? So um, my favorite one, and it was it was just past the half marathon mark. So mm-hmm. around the half marathon, you go into Animal Kingdom. Okay. And in Animal Kingdom, not only do they have like several characters, they actually have real animals out too. Not the animals you might think like, oh, it's going to be a, a, you know, a lion yeah. or an elephant, but, but more of like farm type animals, but okay. still really cool like that they keep, I guess, at animal kingdom so okay. sheep snakes pig a massive rabbit that was you know this you know i, I know you can't see this but i'm trying to think like <laughs> the size of two or three footballs like it was a huge rabbit mm. um but anyways i passed all of those and i kind of came into animal kingdom and just past mile 13 there was i don't know if anyone would know this or not but from frantasia there were the ostriches who did ballet and I do or did ballet growing up. And so it's the ostrich in her ballet point shoes. And I was like, well, I got to take a picture with her. So um, I stopped and I told her, I said, can we do, you know, a ballet move? And so we each put our legs into passe and we smiled. And it was funny because the photographer said, you look far too happy and fresh for being just past the half marathon point. I was like, I feel great. And part of it was, I think, that I was taking these little breaks and just having this fun interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kept going. So, yeah. I I, I like that because, again, it's so, I don't want to say nerdy. But it, but it, but it's it so, can be nerdy. It's okay. You can it's, say it's, nerdy. I, I, I'm. I mean, you're, you're you're kind of a nerd like I am, and so 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 it's okay. But it's so niche. I think it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Um, and so it, it reminds me of so again. Uh, and you know my wife, and so so I don't feel bad like talking about the, when when she was on the podcast talking about it a couple years ago. But we said if you're gonna run a Disney race, you have to like Disney. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And and. Like when we when we ran the Star Wars race a couple of years ago, there she was at the two or three mile mark and next to a guy, and it was in a half marathon, and and he goes, he puts on his headphones, he goes, that's about enough Star Wars music. She's like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> what do you think you are? Right. Um, you know. And so so yeah, I mean, and and so it makes sense to me that 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 you liked it so much and and you you drew from it like more than I would for example and I, I like Disney just fine but but it seems like you were just you were drawing from it at a deeper level than I would have been because you have a deeper understanding and appreciation for all things Disney and I think that's super cool actually yeah I would so, say it probably and it's would cool be of Disney too to, yeah. actually, to actually recognize that and not just be like totally superficial about it. oh look here's Mickey oh you yeah know what I mean yeah I mean um, Mickey Mickey's on the course if you want a picture with Mickey but I think it's yeah. pretty incredible that they go the extra mile to bring out the rare characters yeah the ones that I mean, even, you know, most people who are there like Disney, but you will hear people around you go, who is that? Right. Or what, what a character right. is that? Um, which, you know, is kind of fun if you're like, hey, well, it's actually so-and-so. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's neat. Or it's like, you know, the, the ballet ostrich from Fantasia. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's pretty obscure. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. It might be. Yeah, very good. But I appreciated it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's switch gears just a little bit here. Um, 
And, uh, you know, you had mentioned already that you have, uh, you're married and you have a, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, you're also an attorney. I am. Um, and so, and I know that the training for this, you were doing, you know, some weight training and some cross training and you were you know, doing plenty of runs of one to two hours. Um, yeah. How do you manage it all? Delicately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's always, you know, you're, you're balancing multiple fragile objects in your arms mm-hmm. and you're just one second away from dropping one of those. Um, I think that I'm very fortunate and lucky in a lot of ways. I have an incredible supportive spouse who is okay with me disappearing every Saturday to go run these long runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have an incredible supportive employer mm-hmm. who lets me work remotely, and that is an enormous help. I, I work with several attorneys who also run marathons, and I know for them, finding the time to really train is hard. Yeah. It's very challenging. Um, for me, the only way I tend to get it done is if I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. If I wait, even in my best thinking, oh, I've got nothing going on, I'll run it during lunch. Work is so busy. Once it gets going, there's always something that's going to pop up. Mm. Um, but I just kind of, I made I made a commitment to it that I had to do it, mm. no matter what was going on, no matter if I wanted to do it. And so I just would kind of budget that time and somehow of that's what I'm going to do and I have mm. to do it. And um whether it was, you know, ridiculous weather or it was busy at work, I I got almost every run I planned in. And there were a few I had to miss here and there just because you, you can't um, manage to work it in. But yeah, I think just being very vigilant about yeah. this is my plan and, and not being wishy-washy of if I can get a run in, then I would like to get a run in. But every day I had a plan of, you know, today I'm going to run five miles and here's where I plan to run it. And I tell my husband the night before, this is my plan in the morning. I'm going to go run this. And then I, I do it. I put it in the calendar. It's in my phone of exactly what I'm going to run and when. So it's yeah. blocked off. And I think having that vigilance of this is my schedule and it's the same as my work schedule. I can't not do it right. is probably the only reason it got done. Cause otherwise yeah. there's always ways to find excuses. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we had on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about tips for beginning runners. And, and one of the things we said is, you know, find your routine. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, as contradictory as it sounds, it's like, okay, but, but feel free to deviate from your routine if you need to or if it's right. breaking down or something like that. Um, and it seems like um, just from what you described and just from, from you know, having met with you before before Chicago and before Disney, you're somebody that, that really does need to know, okay, this is exactly how far I'm supposed to run. Like is that right? Yeah, and I think it helps too with planning my day. I mean, yeah. for me, I need to be able to say, okay, I'm going to run for about an hour and a half because sometimes that means that I am taking my first call of the day as, you know, I'm still sweaty and I'm sitting at my computer and maybe I have to shower after that first call of the day. Um, But I really do, I feel, and sometimes it's not always a good thing that my life is very planned Mm -hmm. and that, you know, a five minute window sometimes is, you know, my saving grace, but I don't have a lot of downtime. (laughs) It's, It's very fully packed day but this is something I really wanted to do and I committed to it and Mm -hmm. I knew to make it work I had to make it fit in my schedule somehow um it's funny I don't know if um if I can give her this credit or not but uh Casey your wife actually told me something really wise I thought several years ago that there are kind of five areas of life has she told you this before five areas of life in which everyone wants to excel yes totally she's definitely told me that no tell me Okay, so the five areas of life in which everyone wants to excel. I hope I'm going to get this right, Casey, and not say it wrong. But she's um, not listening. 
<laughs> it's um well, she probably actually will listen to this one since you're on it but you know she doesn't listen to me <laughs> your your family you want to you know excel with your family with your work um with your friends hobbies and health mm-hmm. and she told me that and i i agree with her that you really can't excel in all five at the same time to the level you want to unless and this is the unless you combine them somehow okay so your health becomes your hobby by running and you run with friends. So now you've kind of combined three of your five areas you want to excel in. Um, And that's how I was kind of able to succeed at it, I think, is I didn't, this sounds sad, but (laughs) I don't have, I guess, a ton of other hobbies when I was doing this type of training Mm -hmm. and I wasn't necessarily spending a lot of time with people who weren't kind of doing the same type of training. And so by combining that together, I still got the, you know, the health and the social activity and the, the hobby, but it really was all focused on training for these races. Right. Um, so that's the Casey credit of the day. I thought it was a very wise very thing she said. I've, I've, I've heard various derivations of that. I've never heard those those five in particular, but yeah, but and I, I, but I've also never heard like the, the combination way. I think she, yeah. probably, she probably did tell me that like seven or eight years ago or something like that, but um, so very good. Uh, I'm going to edit this out. So I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> the, the part where I'm saying that I don't listen to my wife all that much. Um, but, uh, but, but no, I think that's good. So, it, which is something else. So, so did you, did you have groups that you met with and the two people that you ran with? Yeah. So, um, I am very lucky that my neighborhood has a ton of people. They, um, we have a bit of a nickname, the crazy running ladies of Chad's walk, which is our neighborhood, <laughs> which we have a few guys. I shouldn't say it's exclusive running ladies of yeah. Chad's walk. C-R-L-C-W. Yes. Um, Ooh. there are, I think almost 15 of us. Okay. Um, plus, Carl crew. Yes. CRLCW. I like crew. it. There you go. Um, plus two gentlemen. <coughs> we That's do right. have we do have two guys who run with us too, but um, it's an incredibly supportive How group. How many people you say it is? About fifteen. That's a ton. It's a ton, and and these these for women for the most part. Not only that, these women are amazing. They're actually the reason I signed up for Chicago. I think ten of us did Chicago. That's cool. Um, out of this neighborhood, in yeah. one neighborhood, ten people. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's incredible because we have kind of a, an ongoing um, text thread that if you want to run, you just put it out there. And yeah. with that many people in the neighborhood, almost always someone wants to join you. Right. So if you're working on speed, you're working on hills, you want a flat, slow, relaxed run, it doesn't matter. Someone will say, sure, I'd love to do that. How far are you going? Right. And then people will you know, deviate. Well, I'll join you for the first five or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think that helped a lot. Um, I trained sure. with the neighborhood for Chicago. We all went and did Chicago together. And then they looked at me and said, why on earth are you starting this over again to right. run another That's another marathon? Yeah. It is. But um, but they did, you know, maybe not the full long runs with me, but several of them did. You know, the, the 10 milers, the 12 milers kept yeah. me company, kept me motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one neighbor in particular who um, just is kind of one of my closest running friends. We, we do the exact same pace. She sent me possibly the sweetest text I've ever seen the night before the dopey marathon of 26.2 reasons <laughs> that she loves, you know, running with me. And she kind of spelled out all these things. I was like, that was just amazing. Text. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was just kind of this list of like number one, number two, and then all the way through 26 and then the point two. No, um, that is what, but just, yeah, having kind of that supportive network yeah. is enormous yeah. and keeps you, keeps you motivated for your next race. When right you on. hear that they're all signing up for the next one, you think, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to sign up too. Right on. <laughs> Which brings us to my last question. That's yeah. what's next for you. I know a little bit of what's next for you because you and I yeah. are doing a race together in a couple of months. But We are. So, so talk to us about what's next. Oh, so part of me doesn't know. I don't really kind of know where to take this from here. Um, I'll tell you. I mean, I have that's lots actually, of... That's actually not a surprise. Really? Yeah, because well, 
because it was so, like I said before, it was so poetic and so fitting that, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do the Dopey Challenge. Yeah. And it's, you kind of did it. And so it's like, okay, well, what now? Like, I'm not going to be able to find, you're not going to be able to find something quite that poetic. No, no, no. And I, and, and that's okay. Um, I think, and this is unrelated to Dopey, um, I really like trail running. Right I've on. kind of gotten a little more into that. I'm doing a trail half next month. Cool. Which so, one? Uh, Thrill in the Hills. Yeah, yeah. Excited about that. Um, cool. So I, I really enjoy that. So I, I don't know if I'm going to kind of keep going that way and doing more trail runs, or I would like to do another marathon. I haven't been scared away from those permanently. Trail so. marathon. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day, one yeah, day. Um, but I really, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was such a good time. Now, the, the one thing, and I'll have to see if he still thinks this now, but my husband, when we did, um, or when I did Dopey, um, really enjoyed the energy so he said this is great like you you're getting all these you know the medals and the shirts and you know this is fun and all the character interaction he said i wonder if i should do it and i was like oh, oh really and he said well if i did it would you do it again and i said i would totally do it again so it's it's not definitive okay. but we're considering right. maybe dopey 2020 all right when is uh when are signups for for april okay so we have a little bit of time yeah you have some to time figure to think it out about it yeah time for it to get warm and all yeah. Other things. So, very good. so, so trail races in the meantime. And yeah. Then, and then, yeah, you're actually looking pretty long term. You're looking a year away. So, so you think you might try and squeeze in a fall marathon or something like that? I've been looking at after. I actually have to get your thoughts on that, George. So, um, I don't know which one, but I would totally do another one if I could squeeze it in or, or timing wise. Very good. Yeah, it was fun. You, you, you and I have talked about going back to Chicago sometime over the course of the next two or yeah. three years and, and getting our revenge on that race. And yes. Which uh, which I was I I will show you here on my computer after we uh, we 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 finish up here my my radar and and when I'm thinking maybe we can do that. Awesome. No, <laughs> so, that sounds so, but, great. But I, but I haven't forgotten that commitment both to you and to myself. So yeah, very good, very good. Um, but yeah, but also in April you have a race uh, back at Disney World. I know. Yes, right. with you guys. Yeah, so right they on. have um, the Star Wars races in April, and it's yeah. as you said with the one runner who got tired of hearing the Star Wars music. It is Star Wars. It is. It is crazy. Yeah, and so well, it's it's kind of funny because um, you know Disney loves a theme. Yes. Um, and, and the Disney World Marathon, Disney's so gargantuan that you, you can it can be anything. Yeah. And, and yeah. That's, that's also the reason why, again, I think it's so cool that they actually have that niche stuff as well. Yeah. You know, that, that they could just be like, oh, we're just going to have the biggest characters. You know, we're just going to have, you know, Mickey and Donald and Han Solo and, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, could, they could keep it at that really, really high level, if you will, of, of the superstars. But instead, they're actually doing, you know, a lot of the... Fan service. So yeah, I yeah. think it's, I think it's neat. I think it's kind of cool. I never realized that until you told us that a few, a few minutes ago. But um, but yeah, then but Star Wars, it's all Star Wars. It's, there, there's nothing not Star Wars. I mean, yeah. it is it is yeah. very entrenched yeah. in Star Wars. But it's yeah. so much fun, and they yeah. have um, now there's so much Star Wars content. Well, exactly yeah, too, so. and there there's so many new yeah. characters, and and right people on. get excited about it. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Star Wars races. Me too, me too. So you're you're actually doing both the 10k and the half marathon, right? Yeah. So, so they um the only time that Disney does a marathon marathon is in January right. so for their other race weekends it's the half is the longest distance but right. they have another challenge um I actually don't know why they don't do 5k 10k and half as the challenge but mm-hmm. for some reason they don't it's the 10k and the half is the is challenge there a 5K as well there is okay. yeah but I don't I don't know why but right. it's not right. so right. we're not paying extra for fun just to do the 5k you so you have a 330 in the morning yeah exactly so you know the yeah. challenge you could just do the 10k and the half so right. that's what we're gonna be what's doing. the challenge called 
So I think this year it's the rival run. They changed right, it because it right. used to be that Disney World was the quote unquote dark side and Disneyland right. was the light side, but Disneyland's right. not doing races right now. Right. So I think it's the rival run and you get to pick your side. Okay. Dark side, light side. Okay. Very good. Dark side for sure. Really? Um, so, oh yeah. Well, that's my, I, I tend, I tend to race in black. So yeah, it's gotta be kind of dark side. We, we picked um, light side. Did you? We did. All right. Very good. Um, but yeah, I'm just doing the, I'm doing the half marathon that day, but for the first time in my life, speaking of medals, I actually signed up and paid extra for a medal. The Kessel? So, so they, they, they had the Kessel Run Challenge. We did that one too. Is, which is, they, they said you do a virtual 13.1, yeah. which I'll do tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and then you, you run their, their, their 13.1 yeah. and you get an extra medal with the Millennium Falcon on it, which it's promises to be super cool. It's a beautiful medal. Oh, yeah. It's really a cool medal. Yeah. So the, like I said, for the first time, I really said, all right, there we go. Yeah, that, that medal I actually want to covet. <laughs> the other medals I'm not so excited about, but the, right. the Kessel one, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, me too, me too. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, Aaron Weddy, thanks again for being with us on the Most You're Pleasant welcome. is Awesome podcast. Thanks, uh, George. So good luck in your future endeavors. Of course, I, uh, I look forward to sharing the course with you in April. Um, but uh, keep us posted on what it is you decide to do over the course of the next short while. And if you okay. end up doing Dopey with your husband in 2020, yeah. y'all will both have to come on the podcast <laughs> and, and tell us what it was like to do it as a couple. Yeah, Or, or yeah, <laughs> compared to last year, absolutely. So, It'll be fun. I think it'd be really fun. Right on. Very good. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And that'll do it for another edition of the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by ITL Coaching and Performance and Blue Pineapple Travel. Once again, you can reach out to me, George, at george at itlcoaching.com. You can reach out to Patrick, patrick at itlcoaching.com. You can send us an email at pleasantpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter, at pleasantpodcast, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash pleasantpodcast. Don't forget to reach out to our sponsors as well. You can find ITL Coaching and Performance at itlcoaching.com, at itlcoaching on Twitter, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash itlcoachingandperformance. Finally, of course, Blue Pineapple Travel. You can find them at facebook.com slash bluepineappletravel, bluepineappletravel.com, and on Instagram, instagram.com slash bluepineappletravel. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. On behalf of Patrick Ollinger, this is George Darden. We'll see you next time on the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast.